It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. When different groups go on strike, what's the impact on the community? And the state Supreme Court weighed in today on the potential recall of Governor Inslee. And if you're wondering why people lose faith in the system, we'll give you a reason. But first, give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. And welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Thursday afternoon. Happy Halloween to everyone out there. 547-1610 if you'd like to get involved in the program. Also via email, 610KONA.com. Your name, where you're listening, and what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter, at Bottom Line 610. Rob and Ed hanging with you this afternoon. And as the stories, or the story, I should say, with the separation of the Benton County Jail from the Sheriff's Department into the hands of the commissioners continue, uh, there has been some movement on that front. A press release put out earlier today by the Sheriff's Department uh, detailing the next steps in uh, that process. Joining us in studio again, Benton County Sheriff Terry Hatcher. Thanks for your time, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So before we get into the release today... We want to kind of we want to take a couple of steps back and explain really one of the crux elements with this issue of the separation, and that is the certification. Um, so, talk to us a little bit about what exactly is that certification that needs to be present in the jail operation for the corrections officers and others associated to be able to do the job to the fullest extent. It, it comes down to um, my authority that I have to grant them through a, a limited commission. And what that allows them to do is carry firearms, make arrests, you know, get involved in law enforcement activities. Um, so that's what got suspended because with that, you know, there has to be certain standards, policies, and procedures followed. And once that was taken out of the control of the sheriff's office and stuff, I no longer have any say in the hiring, the discipline, the policies, the procedures, the training, all the things that go into granting that commission because with that commission comes the liability that comes back to the sheriff if something is wrong. So with you out of the mix, obviously that certification immediately lapses yes so who then with you out of the mix where does the the now the newly designated jail commander who in the state then has the ability to provide or what steps have to be gone through and how long of a process is it to regain that certification there's, there's a lot of um, processes that have to go on, just like, you know, we have our ORI number that we are loaning them, allowing them to still access the criminal justice, you know, systems throughout the state. Um, because if if we took that back, it would effectively shut the jail down. They wouldn't be able to book people in and do a lot of the, the activities that go on in there. Um, that process should have been worked out in advance, just like the commission aspect, because there is an RCW through the DOC model that they can actually do that. Um, I recommend against it because I feel like the Washington State Criminal Justice Training Commission is the gold standard for that. We have policies, we have procedures and all that. Um, sometimes on the the DOC side, 
they don't necessarily do backgrounds, they don't do polygraphs, you know, those type of things are very limited and stuff. And, and consequently, that leads to problems within your facility and stuff. And so as they pursue this model, I'm concerned that we are going to be actually taking a step back in the type of standards that we um, expect our corrections officers to maintain. So until there, because it, it, and let me just, again, before we, before we get too deep into sure. what the agreement's going to be, without that certification, how long of a period of time does the newly formed Benton County Corrections Department have until they are significantly out of compliance or they begin to run into issues where uh, they are going to be held responsible, fined, so on and so forth for this lack of certification? Well, the the moment they take operational control, which they did, you know, last Tuesday night at 12 o'clock at night or whatever, um, they started assuming that responsibility. They're working through the processes. I've seen some of the emails have gone back trying to get these things in place. Um, it just depends on how expeditiously they work through it. But um, now I've given them a little bit of a reprieve that we're going to talk about today to try to, because clearly I can see that there's some real safety issues that that cropped up in this last week. And so I sat down with Commissioner Small and we talked about them and there was only one way to fix it. And that's to me to extend that commission back. I am sticking, you know, my liability out there to a certain degree, but it's only been a week, and this, you know, this isn't going to deteriorate overnight. But in the long run, it will deteriorate. So, outside of the, the the standard that you already discussed, which obviously, as a sheriff, you, Sheriff Raymond, sheriffs, other sheriffs around the state of Washington, all have this connection through the 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 specific commission that you discussed but in Walla Walla Spokane and Yakima they've already separated so they don't have that same they work through the the DOC right so this DOC commission that I would imagine the jail commander the second in command those that are licensed and charged with the day-to-day operations of the facility are going to have to go through an entirely separate training process through this DOC element to be able to get at least the basic certification that DOC will grant to allow this jail to operate. Yeah, they won't have to go to school or anything. They're going to have to go through their administrative process, follow the RCW. They're going to to get legal interpretation on exactly what they can do and what they can't do. It will not be as broad as what, you know, the commission that would be given by a sheriff. And that's inherently why a lot of the sheriff's offices run jails, because you have the infrastructure in place. You allow this. The the biggest thing that, that we've seen over this last week is without that commission in place, you know, through the transitional plan that I think was probably, you know, not very solid when when they rolled it out, is that we had to actually pull police officers and deputies off the street to come in and take these type of calls, serve papers, you know, serve warrants, all that, which normally would be done by the sheriff deputies that work in the jail and stuff. So what you're doing is you're actually dumbing down you know, public safety out there because we're taking police officers and deputy sheriffs off the street to come in and handle stuff in the jail that could easily be handled if it was run by the sheriff's office by the sheriff deputies working in there. We're talking with Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher here on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, as, as there are more steps, more developments uh, in the uh, separation of the Benton County Jail from the Sheriff's Department to the newly formed Benton County Department of Corrections. So, Sheriff, let's let's get to the 
Um, before we go any more questions down this line, let's talk about the agreement um, that you announced earlier today around 11 o'clock this morning. Your your office put out a press release uh, after your conversations with Commissioner Small about extending this certification to the Department of Corrections in Benton County. Yes, I, ha- I had a conversation with Commissioner Small and uh, Mr. McPherson, the appointed deputy um, county administrator, the temporary one, um, because my understanding is Loretta, who was heading the Loretta uh, Smith-Kelty, that was heading up this um, transitional team, was placed on administrative leave. I don't know why I didn't I didn't ask those questions. However, um, I'm deeply concerned because she didn't have the experience to run a jail. And Mr. McPherson is a, is a tremendous man, but he's coming over from the planning department, so he has absolutely no experience in this particular area of running a jail. So, it to me, it's just going to continue to compound the problem. And so I. I sat with Sean and said, this is bigger than just the differences here. We have to we have to plug this gap in our public safety. We have judges that were coming forward and were very concerned about the safety that they were receiving at this time. So um, I, I told Sean, I said, we have to we have to you know extend this back out. I said, and hopefully during this time we can you know work with the commissioner's office very carefully and try to figure out what is you know, after this 30 days, what does it look like? What does the transition look like so that we can make it smooth? I encourage that, you know, before they did it last Tuesday, was to allow us to push it out to the first of the year so that we could actually have a very effective and smooth transition plan so that we didn't have these type of safety issues that that have cropped up in the last week. Yeah, but nobody wanted to hear that. No, nobody at the time wanted to hear it. It's even describing what you were the, the 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 lapses, the things that would need to be done, it sounded like something that needed to be laid out further in advance. January one would have been a smart date, not less than twenty four hours after we have a vote to take this thing over, because there was no question. And, and as we discussed it yesterday, you know, we read from the minutes specifically. I did this for two weeks. I spent this time with jail staff. I'm comfortable with where we are. Well, you are now saying you are assuming the responsibility, and in my opinion, just my opinion, have no proof to back it up necessarily, but connecting dots, reading through lines, seeing things, um, apparently what his comfortable comfortability level is with his staff reports or his day-to-day uh, wasn't nearly good enough to make this happen, and it sounds to me like... Ms. Kelty just got a bus driven over, but that's my, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think it goes, it, it, it illustrates my point because the bottom line is there's not a single person that works in the commissioner's office that has any jail administration experience. And he just showed it, but he thought he was comfortable. He felt comfortable with where they were at and all this. And within the first week, we have problems. And clearly this is just having limited commissions should have been one of the first things that was addressed let alone the access to the criminal justice system and everything else. There, there's a whole host of problems. And we gave them a list of things. These are problematic areas that you have to understand. Jails are very complex organizations. There's 24-hour medical. There's mental health issues in there. There's there's detoxification. There's there's the MAP program that has to be run. You know, the dosing that goes on in there with the medications and stuff. They are very complex organizations, let alone behavioral issues, gang issues and all this. These people that are trying to run this do not have the experience or expertise to do that. And I just, I, I really feel that, that we need, I'm hoping that over this next month that I can, I can impress upon them how important this decision that's before them is. This is above 
who gets to run the jail. This is about public safety and keeping our people safe out there. And we have an obligation to the taxpayers to get this right. And the people that are working in there to keep them safe as well. That's right. We're going to take a quick time out here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KNA, talking with Benton County Sheriff Terry Hatcher. Uh, developments earlier today. The Sheriff's Department, the Sheriff has agreed to extend his certification to the Benton County Department of Corrections for another 30 days in this transition. Back with more after this. Now back to the bottom line, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 k is the number. Robin Ed here on your Thursday afternoon. Happy and safe Halloween to everybody out there. Joining us in studio, uh, he's dressed up, but he's not in costume. Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher uh, hanging with us, talking about the development earlier today regarding the extension of his certification to the Benton County Department of Corrections for 30 days so that the jail can operate uh, legally uh, without any lapses in the certification. Um, so, Sheriff, part of this, and, and one of the things we were discussing off the air, and I, I want to bring it up quickly, is you talked about liability, and you talked about there's an element of liability here for you and your department by extending this certification for 30 days. Um, the county jail, the county courthouse, is on property owned by the city of Kennewick. Is the courthouse considered county property because it is a county entity? Or would the city of Kennewick, namely the Kennewick Police Department, be, would have been able to extend that same certification had the commissioners reached out to Chief Ken Hohenberg and his department about being able to operate without re-involving you in the process? Uh, well, I'll take that in a two-part question. First of all, the geographical location of it is is within the city of Kennewick. However, there's been a longstanding history. The sheriff's office has always taken on any of the calls for service um, within the jail. And so because we're right there, it doesn't make sense to bring police officers off the street when you have, you know, a deputy sheriff sitting 25 feet from the door. Sure. Know? So um, the first thing when I learned that they were going to take over the jail, I did make a phone call to Chief Hohenberg and stuff, and we talked at great length about this of what kind of impacts we would see. I told him that we would try to continue to absorb those type of calls until we figured out exactly what the commissioners were going to do in this transitional plan. Um, during this this past week, I know that they responded to I think thirty some calls up there. You know, there's there's a lot of activity that occurs around the justice center. So um, that was another reason why we really need to look at this because we're pulling police officers and deputy sheriffs off the street. And so, by saying thirty calls, were you referring to your department, city of Kennewick, or combination of both? Uh, probably a combination of both. And stuff. So, so as I talked to the chief, you know, and I don't want to speak for the chief and stuff. Could he extend? some sort of commission to them and stuff, I'm relatively sure he'd work through his legal department and potentially could, but he would be faced with the same issue. He would never do that because he's going to be extending his liability over to somebody that he has no control over the operational aspect or the, say, of policies, procedures, how things are get done. That's what it all comes down to, and that's why they fit so well within a sheriff's office is because that infrastructure is there. So it's beyond a jurisdictional issue. It's more of a being a part of the operation issue to where that commission really is vital for the department, whichever one it may be, that they actually have a standing presence inside that facility 
so that your your department will not have one, the city of Kennewick will not, or the Kennewick Police Department will not have one, which is why gaining this outside commission is so important, because then the jail commander and that staff will have whatever commission they have. Therefore, no liability falls outside anywhere but on the Benton County Department of Corrections. Absolutely. Nobody will extend that type of liability without extending their command and control over that type of stuff. It's just it's paramount that you have that and stuff. And with the city of Kennewick, we work so closely with them. Um, obviously, they're you know a large city within our jurisdiction here. So if they're the closest unit, they're going to handle the call. If we're the closest unit, we're going to handle the call. So we do that all the time. So they would respond up there if we weren't available. Um, in normal situations and stuff. But, you know, during the day we have obviously detectives and other members of uh, the sheriff's office that are working in and out of the office. So taking the calls up there is a natural fit, you know, for not having to draw um, police resources down off the streets. So as we go further down the road with this and as your department phases its certification out, how many additional staff are going to have to be hired at that facility to be able to respond to those calls, to be able to take on that additional responsibility that's going to be gone once your department completely and totally separates its relationship? Well, so far as our side, we need approximately three bodies to come back, you know, to the the sheriff's office side to pick up the infrastructure pieces that we lost, contracts and some administrative pieces. On their side, I can't speak to that. I always maintain the jail, trying to work as lean as we could so that we kept the cost to the taxpayers down and to our city partners, you know, keeping the cost of incarceration down. But with their management philosophy, I don't know if they will continue that, if they will bolster those numbers. Um, I, I don't have any say in that at this point. Well, that I mean, obviously, that didn't seem to be an issue because we already know that additional salaries have been added just because of the separation. Yes, absolutely. So, th- so there's already additional cost that's been hit to the taxpayer. And if, if, God forbid, something happens before those certifications are able to be complete, if something would have happened over the course of this week, it would have been a major impact to the taxpayers via lawsuits, via everything else that would have wound up hit while those certifications had lapsed. And, of course, that's not something that was thought about either. Yeah, it's it's still going to be an issue no matter what. If something happens in there, um, we're going to have to be accountable for whatever actions take place, whether it's on the commissioner side or whether it's on my liability side. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it, 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 you know, I, I get that there are people probably out there that sit there. And, they, and this is, first of all, it's why we have people come and join the program, like Sheriff Hatcher, mm-hmm. to be able to answer these questions for us and for the community, number one. Number two, I'm sure there's people out there thinking to themselves, boy, it's awfully easy to play armchair quarterback. And, you know, in, in a degree, you're right. It is easy to play armchair quarterback. But at the same time, I don't have the responsibility of an entire county sitting on my shoulders. I don't have the responsibility of 198,000 taxpayers sitting on my shoulders. But I can tell you this. If I did, I would have thought this thing out a hell of a lot better than the two that voted in favor of this. And they've been there for over a dozen years. And yet you still didn't have the wherewithal to think this through? Going to take a time out here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Don't go anymore. Uh, go anywhere. We'll have more with our special guest in the studio, Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher. Stay with us.
hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter, at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Bottom Line, News Radio 610K, 1-8547-1610, if you'd like to get involved. Robin Ed hanging with you on Thursday afternoon. Happy Halloween. Insurance is a very, very important part of your life. There's no question about it. Just about all of them are legally mandated with the exception of life insurance. So if you have insurance and you don't think you're getting as much out of it as you should be, or if you think that there's more protections out there than what you're getting in your current policy, give Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance a call on Road 68 in Pasco. Visit his website. See what American Family Insurance can do for you. It's jasonhogue.com. Bundle your life in, or bundle, you get your life insurance, bundle it with your car insurance, your homeowner's insurance, and if you're a business owner, you can put business insurance in there as well. Of course, the more that you put in, the better your rates happen to be. But contact Jason. He'll let you know exactly what American Family Insurance can offer you. And, of course, if you do own a farm, that's where they started over 90 years ago with farm insurance. American Family Insurance, Jason Hogue. On Road 68 in Pasco, visit his website, jasonhogue.com. Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher joining us in studio, talking about uh, the decision that his office made uh, 11 o'clock this morning to extend their certification to the Benton County Department of Corrections for another 30 days as the transition uh, from the jail. Uh, the transition of the jail from his department to the Benton County Department of Corrections continues. Um so, you know, the, the, this whole thing is incredibly frustrating, all right? Um, it's incredibly frustrating on a number of levels. One, uh, anybody that's paid attention to the operations in Yakima, Walla Walla, and Spokane um, can see the difference between a law enforcement entity operating a jail and an elected, bo- an elected board running a jail. Um now, correct me if I'm wrong, Sheriff, but the direction of the jail has been under the Sheriff's Department since day one. That's correct. Okay, so it's always been under the purview of the Sheriff's Department. And, yeah, you know, nobody really started to have a problem with this until a couple of years ago. And then it just seemed to be a lot of posturing and some threats and everything else. And as time went on and uh, anybody from the anybody that's watched, paid attention and has looked at this, uh, from the outside in has definitely seen that the the relationship between you and Commissioner Delvin uh, isn't exactly one where you exchange Christmas cards. Um, there have been many times that I have been to commissioner's meetings to where I wouldn't say heated, but definitely there was there was some some ground stood on both sides regarding issues, and a lot of it had to do with the public safety tax. Uh, something that uh, I think Commissioner Delvin thinks is 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 a savings account, uh, but I think most of the people in Benton County believe it's supposed to be used for what it was intended for, and that is public safety. Um, we've explained on this program many times how it operates and how it works. That the that your department uh, or Benton County, I should say, gets sixty percent of that public safety tax. The state cuts a check to the other areas in town. So Kennewick gets their check every month from the state, as does West Richland, Richland, and Prosser. Yours, however, is a little bit different because it goes between the jail and the sheriff's department. And what concerns me specifically when it comes to the public safety tax, and I will use the words that the commissioner uh, so pointedly used during the commissioner's meeting, mismanagement of the public safety tax. It concerns me now that because they operate the jail, 
One, you're going to have to fight even harder for public safety tax allotment to your department because it goes to both entities. And two, I've seen how they put the public safety tax out on the website. You need to be a CPA times three to figure out exactly what's sitting there. It concerns me even further that as a taxpayer, and what I have seen already done, we're not going to get a true statement now that they operate the jail of exactly what funds are being moved around. Uh, So I'm concerned that your department's going to suffer. I'm concerned that there are other areas that are going to suffer as a result of this. And I'm also concerned that come time for 2024 for this to be renewed, people are going to be upset enough that they may, they may think about not voting to renew this tax. If that happens, what is the, what, what is the level of devastation that's going to happen, not just to your department, but to all the other law enforcement agencies in Benton County? It'll be absolutely devastating. You know, you're talking that we would lose countywide between all the agencies, probably close to 50 some police officers off the street. It'd be absolutely horrific to us from a public safety standpoint. And and I'm sure every one of the chiefs would tell you the same thing. But the the taxpayers need to understand that there's there's three county commissioners that control this. They control them. You know, they have elections, too. And if they're not happy with the results of what they're seeing from the management of the public safety tax, please do not get rid of the police officers. Do not get rid of the tax. Get rid of the people that are managing it. You'll have to wait till 2020, Sheriff. I know. You see, we have this we have this real we have this wonderful other element uh, at our disposal as voters that we don't have to wait until November of next year. It's called a recall. We have the ability to recall any elected official that we choose. And this decision that was made by these two commissioners, in my opinion, is so over the line and so outside of the parameters and done for reasons that are not in the best interest of this county, that are not in the best interest of the taxpayers, that are not in the best interest of those that are working in that facility, I think we should seriously consider a recall of both Commissioners Delvin and Beaver. There it is. You put it out there. We should seriously consider beginning a recall of both commissioners because this can still be reversed. This could still be changed before it gets too far out of control that this this the jail could still be put back into the purview of the Sheriff's Department if we had two commissioners sitting in there that didn't care about their own egos and didn't care about political motivation and didn't care about agendas and actually gave a damn about how it's supposed to operate and how well it's supposed to operate. Along those lines, Sheriff, we there's this 30-day reprieve, basically, that uh, that you announced earlier today with the, the, the commissioning part of it and, and making everything legal. In that 30 days, like Rob said, is there a chance? Do you envision a scenario where uh, a, a an agreement could be worked out where the sheriff's uh, office does regain control of the jail? Or have we turned that corner already? You know, 
I can't speak to that because obviously it comes down to a commissioner's vote. I would like to think, you know, I really appreciate what Commissioner Small and uh, the county minister, Mr. McPherson, came forward and brought these these you know, um, issues, safety issues to my attention and stuff and started working with me. I think as we go through this, and especially in light of they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do for a county administrator and who is going to actually run the jail and stuff. In the meantime, I'm I'm willing to work with them and try to figure out a best way if I can, you know, just uh, be a liaison, if I can be somebody as a, you know, that, that can help them understand what they're seeing within the jail. And stuff, or if they want to put it back under the control until such time that they stabilize their administration and make that decision and we can make a smooth transition at that time, I'm open to all of that because this is bigger than any personal biases or any individuals here. This is about what service we provide to the taxpayers and the voters of Benton County. We have an obligation here to keep people safe. That's why I'm elected to do it. It's, it the last time I checked, they didn't elect county commissioners to run jails. They elect a sheriff to run a jail because we have the expertise to do that. And we have the administration and the infrastructure to do that to keep costs down and stuff. So it only makes sense, but I cannot speak to them. They they ultimately have the law on their side. They can make that decision. But I would strongly encourage them to work through this issue with us, put the biases beside, and make the right choice for the citizens of Benton County. So, Sheriff, let me ask you this, and I may be putting you on the spot. And if I am, let me let, let me know. If there was a change in the leadership in the county, and you were reapproached about taking the jail back, and I know we talked last time you were in about how complex it is and how difficult it is to run a jail operation, but we also know the sheriff's department has had, has, has run that facility since day one of its uh, operation. If there was a change in leadership in that commission and you were approached about taking the jail back under your department, would you do it? Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would take it back with the current leadership if it stayed intact, because the bottom line is I care about the men and women that work in there. We have we have made this jail one of the finest jails in the state. We're recognized across the state as being one of the leaders in all of our programming. You know, we've had Como News out here doing a documentary. We've been nationally recognized for our MAP program and stuff. We have so many great things that are going on there that I have a tremendous amount of pride about working with those men and women in there to get this right. So I would take it back in a moment. The reason why I asked if there was a change, because I, I, I can't see the current configuration doing that because that would be admitting they were wrong, that they made a mistake, that their decision was ill-conceived, ill-founded, and poorly executed. And I can't see that large of a slice of humble humble pie being served up. I can't see that happening. Yeah, but this so is to about me, it would leadership. take a change. I, 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 you're right. It is about leadership. It it's about a lack of leadership. And I can't, that's why I said, I can't see the egos allowing that to happen to admit that that was a mistake. So it will take a change in leadership in order for that to happen. And that change in leadership, as I said, doesn't have to wait until 2020. All you need is enough signatures to start a recall election. You just need a certain amount of signatures. Let's take a time out here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Talking with Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher earlier today. He reinstated the commissions for the uh, jail employees 
to be uh, completely certified to do that job, at least for the next 30 days. Stay with us. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Bottom line, News Radio 610 k 1-8547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved in the program. Robin Ed here on your Halloween. Joined in studio by Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher talking about the extension of his department's certification to the Benton County Department of Corrections for another 30 days as the transition continues. We're going to go right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from today? My name is Jennifer. I'm calling from Kennewick. And what's on your mind, Jennifer? Well, what's on my mind is I'm concerned that Commissioner Beaver and Commissioner Delvin made this huge decision without the information or knowledge needed to get the transition done effectively. So what day-to-day decisions are they making that negatively impact the residents of Benton County and the taxpayers that are just flying under the radar? And secondly, so it's two-part, can we discuss for a moment that I know it was brought up that the jailers were wanting this transition, but this is not about that. This is about a decision that was made without the knowledge to be effective, and that puts people at in danger. Okay, thank you for your call, Jennifer. We appreciate it. Um, the other thing it was made too without was without public comment. There was no public comment on this. Yeah, there was no public comment. You had no call by the commissioners to have a specific hearing or a specific date or time for the public to be able to speak and put their thoughts out on this. Having one or two people see it on the agenda and come out and speak in that regard, it's not a public hearing. That's not public comment. No. That's not a public comment, period. And so that didn't happen in this either because it's a power grab. And when you have a power grab, you don't want to hear from people as to whether or not they may not agree with you and your power grab. It does. It does seem. Uh, well, I'm, let me ask you, Sheriff. Uh, did you feel blindsided by that decision, or did you get a sense that this might have been coming? Uh, no, absolutely. I was blindsided. Um, we were aware about a week out, you know, and I wrote him a very nice letter trying to tell him some of the concerns that we had. But I was told by my jail commander that had actually met with them that the decision had already been made, and it was going to be November one. And I said, seven days is not enough to make this transition smooth and effective for everybody and keep the safety of the facility. And consequently, then they moved it up to 15 hours to that night at 12 o'clock. Before we get to the phone, there's one other thing I want to throw out here, too. And that is one of the things that was cited by the commissioners that were in favor of this was that there was an internal investigation that was commissioned against Sheriff Hatcher because of complaints by some people within the department. Okay. At the end of that meeting on the 22nd, okay, they went into executive session, and at the end of that session, Commissioner Delvin moved to approve sending letters regarding a report to the complainants and the accused. Commissioner Beaver seconded upon the vote, and the motion carried. That means Sheriff Hatcher would have got a copy of the letter for the results of the investigation that was commissioned against him by complaints against his office. And, Sheriff, were those complaints founded? Well, first of all, no. Both, there was two complaints, and both of them were unfounded by the attorney that looked into it. But I, I need to, to speak to this directly. The complaints did not come from the sheriff's office. They came from the commissioner's office because I held 
their staff accountable for some of the actions that were going on or lack of actions in this particular case. They did not like it. They lodged the complaint. Um, they worked directly for the county administrator at the time. And so I don't know if this all ties into it, who actually works for Commissioner Delvin and, and Commissioner Beaver and Commissioner Small. That well, was made to sound that those complaints actually had come from within your office. Yeah, that's not true. I, wow. that, was, that was the first question I asked the investigator. <laughs> was there a single complaint that hmm. came out of the sheriff's office? And the answer was no, that the complaints had come out of the commissioner's office. And the other part of that and they were unfounded. was, well, and the other part of that was, that was a piece, my understanding again, could be wrong. Uh, to why the commissioners moved in this direction to to reassign the the jail oversight based in part on these these two allegations who are now uh, deemed unfounded the the allegations were unfounded and of course the dissertation I got came from the commissioner's office the regurgitation of what the the actual attorney said I reached out to the attorney because I wanted to actually see the report because at the end of it in all fairness and disclosure they said that there was um, that that I pushed people hard in there, and I do. I, I believe in high standards. I believe in striving for excellence, and I'm always going to do that. That's why we have one of the finest-run jails in the in the entire state, and I will always do that. I think that's exactly why the people elected me, is to make sure that we bring ethics standards to the department. Well, it's nice to know that fabricated reasons that wound up being proven to be unfounded was cited as a reason to go ahead and take the jail away from the sheriff's department. Again, this is the frustrating garbage. This is the absolute frustrating garbage. It has nothing to do with the operation of the jail, but yet it was cited as a reason to take the jail away from the sheriff's department because it was nothing more than a politically motivated stunt by two people who can't fit their ego through the door. Maybe that's why they're doing a remodel in the courthouse. And I will, I, I will take it one step further. I actually tape recorded the entire interview with the attorney with me, and I will make that available to anybody that wants to listen to it so they can hear exactly the specific allegations. I think they will be shocked at how petty they actually were. I, I got to a point where I was told uh, a year and a half ago that I told somebody that their spreadsheet was wrong. I didn't even know how to respond to that. Um, I said, well, was it wrong? What was the spreadsheet? And they couldn't answer any of those questions. There was a series of allegations like that. That's the whole extent of this this complaint. Got time for a quick phone call. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Joe. What's up, Joe? Listen, I got a a comment and a question. My comment is um, the lady before said there was no public comment period on this, no, no response by the public. That can come at the election you know, at the polls, you give your comment about how you think these guys handled it then. And secondly, and maybe the sheriff will be able to answer this better. You know, when you've got people who don't know how to run a jail or the processes involved in, and and I know that uh, there's got to be a hundred things that you have to do every day to run a jail. It's not just lock people up and turn them loose at the end of their term. There's a lot more to it. I have a feeling like this could be potentially harmful to the public in that somebody's going to make a mistake on one of these guys that's not supposed to be out of jail or should be in jail and doesn't. You, know, you see what I'm where I'm going? Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. I have the same feeling, and I'm deeply concerned about those very issues as well. Joe, there's one other thing. You don't have to wait till 2020. Recall, Joe. Recall. Be ready for it. Recall. 
We appreciate uh, Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher joining us this hour. More after this.